Praise God. This is Pastor Emmanuel Odedei, and it's my joy to welcome you to this podcast. As you listen and apply yourself to the Word of God, we commend you to God and to the Word of His grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. And remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word. So feel free to listen again and again until your faith comes alive. You shall testify. Thank you and God bless you as you listen and apply yourself to the word. Amen. The prophetic theme for this month of June is serving God pays the most. Can we echo that together? Serving God pays the most. And our anchor scripture has been from Job chapter 36 and verse 11. Job 36 and verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. Why are we talking about this? Is because it is God's agenda in this particular midst of the year season for us to get to work. God wants us to advance his kingdom. He wants to make his power known according to Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 2. He said, I've heard thy cry in the midst of the year, in the midst of the year, make known. In thy wrath, remember mercy. The mercy of God will speak for somebody in this midst of the year season in the name of Jesus. So God is saying to us, it is time to walk. It is time to engage in advancing his kingdom so that it can advance our life. And we established from last Sunday in our teaching series, Serving God and the Interests of the Kingdom Pays the Unmatchable, which is our teaching series, Serving God and the Interests of His Kingdom Pays the Unmatchable. And this is the part two of that teaching series. And what does that mean? It means that what you get from serving God is unmatchable anywhere else in the world. And how is that so? Our text has been from Exodus chapter 23 from verse 25. Exodus chapter 23 from verse 25. He said, Ye shall serve the Lord thy God. He will bless your bread and your water. He will take sickness away from the midst of thee. When you go to a place, you take up an appointment, there will never be an appointment letter that will say we will take away sickness. They can give you a health insurance package, but they can't take away sickness. And that is why when we serve God, what he pays us is unmatchable. He said he will take away sickness from the midst of thee. He said there shall nothing cast their young, nor be barren in thy land. Verse 26, and the numbers of thy days <laughs> I will fulfill. There is no employer of labor that will fulfill the number of your days. No, no. The truth is when a person is working in a place and the person dies, maybe they can give it one or two days. Immediately an advert goes out. And that is why it is only God that pays the unmatchable, the unmatchable. It is wisdom to serve God, and which is why our pillar of focus this month is wisdom, wisdom. What wisdom lies in serving God? And when we engage, what does the pay package look like? And that's what we are going to be looking at in this service as we also connect to the settlement agenda of God for our life. Like I said earlier, I'd like you to position yourself what does settlement mean to you? You have been believing God for the fruit of the womb. Settlement is to be pregnant. You have been believing God for immigration breakthrough. Settlement is to have your papers. You have been believing God for a life partner. Settlement is to be maritally settled. You had the testimony that was read to us earlier. Somebody on a covenant day of settlement service like this in August of that year, the lady, as she was settling down to serve God in the service, got a text message from the person she's engaged to, and the person says, it's over, I can't marry you again. Can you imagine what devastating news that can be to somebody believing God to be settled? 
But thank God, she settled down, received the word, and in less than four months, by December of the same year, she was maritally settled with her God-ordained spouse. I pray for somebody, whatever rejection you have suffered in the past, by this service today, God of heaven will turn them to divine appointment in the name of Jesus Christ. So, we have established that kingdom service is any activity that you engage in for the purpose of advancing enlarging and expanding the kingdom of God. Any is saved. So massive salvation is God's design for the midst of the year season. And so when we partner with him in bringing that agenda to come to pass, we can be said to be serving him. We can also engage in this by reaching out to the lost, by so, so winning his word, but also establishment and following up those who might be lost already. They used to be fervent, but they have gone cold. You know, Galatians chapter 4 and verse 19, he said, my little children of whom I travel in birth again, again, again. I travel in birth for your life to be given to Christ, but now I'm traveling again until Christ be formed in you. So, kingdom service also is an establishment of souls, ensuring that every soul that God gives to us is not lost, but they are established in the faith. Number three aspect of kingdom service is also, of course, praying kingdom advancement prayer. You can serve God by praying for the advancement of his kingdom. You might say, well, I'm in a lockdown situation, but, you know, I, you know, I, I can't go out but you can be engaged in praying for the advancement of the kingdom. So Luke chapter two, verse 36 and 37 told us of a woman of a great age, 84 years of a widow, and the Bible says she was serving God, verse 37, Luke 2, 37, was serving God in fasting and in prayers day and night. She never departed from the temple. So you can serve God in prayers for the advancement of your kingdom. And lastly, number four is about giving towards the advancement of the kingdom. So it is not an ambiguous statement when we say we are serving God. These four areas are areas in which we can serve to advance the kingdom. Haggai chapter one and verse six to eight, the Bible makes it clear that you have sown much and then you bring in little. You eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, but you are not satisfied. He said, you even earn wages, but put it in bag with holes. What happened? Verse seven, he said, consider your ways. Is it right for you to be living in sealed houses and my house lies in ruins? What should we do? Verse eight, he said, go to the mountain. Go and bring wood, build the house. Put your resources to advancing my kingdom and I will take pleasure in it and I will be glorified, said the Lord. So you can give to build the house of God to help others who might be in need because as you do that, God sees it as a service to him. He said, whosoever giveth to the poor is lending to God and God will pay him back. I pray grace to engage, receive it in the name of Jesus Christ. And very quickly, in this service, we should want to ask ourselves the question, why do we need to engage in kingdom service in the midst of the year season like this? Why engage in kingdom service, especially now? You can serve God anytime, somebody might say, but why now? This season, the midst of the year season, is God's appointed season for harvest into the kingdom. Habakkuk chapter three and verse two, he said, I've heard thy cry and I have thy speech and I was afraid, revive thy walk in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make note. So the midst of the year is when God revives his work. And if you read further in verse six there, it tells us what God will do in the midst of the year. That every everlasting mountain will be scattered, 
every perpetual ill will bow because his ways are everlasting. So the midst of the year season is God's appointed season for us to put hands to the work of the kingdom. It's God's appointed season for us to put hands to the work of the kingdom. Yes, you could have done it any, any time, but God is saying, this is my set time for visiting my people. This is the time when I want to change the story of my people. Just like he did to Sarah in Genesis chapter 21 and verse 1. He said, and God visited Sarah as he has said. He did unto her as he had spoken. And verse 6, he said, God has made me to laugh. I pray this midst of the year season shall be your season of laughter. In the name of Jesus, whatever has caused sorrow of heart, itato, God of heaven will turn into issues of laughter in the name of Jesus. So, this midst of the year season is a season when God wants to make his power known. Revival is a time of the verse 7. But Agai chapter 2 and verse 4, it says, Yet now be strong. Agai chapter 2 verse 4. O Zerubbabel, say the Lord, and be strong, O Judah, the son of Jehozadak. He said, and the high priest, be strong, all ye people of the land, and walk, for I am with you. He said this is the time to walk. It's not the time to sleep. It is the time to walk. So God wants us to do the work of the kingdom in this midst of the year season. That's why Romans chapter 12 and verse 11, Romans 12 and verse 11, he said we should not be slothful in business, but to fervent in the spirit serving the Lord. We cannot afford to be slothful in this midst of the year. He said, not slothful, but fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. I pray for you as you engage in serving him, moving the work of the kingdom forward, it will advance your life in the name of Jesus. Verse 12 of that Romans chapter 12, he said, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Rejoicing in hope, be expectant as you are engaging. Be doing it with the consciousness that this is not in vain. I pray for you, you will not labor in vain. In the name of Jesus Christ. And number three, why should we do it in the midst of the year? Because soul winning and establishing souls is what makes stars of believers. Especially for a time when the world is inside gross darkness. The world as it were had been shut down over the last two, three months, shut down like never before. But what God wants to do is that it is in the intensity of this darkness that he can make the star of his people to rise. I pray for you, your star will rise. In the name of Jesus, the star of your children will rise. In the name of Jesus, I say your star shall rise. In the name of Jesus. So, in the midst of the year season like this is when God wants the star of his children to arise. And how will that happen? Daniel chapter 12 and verse 3. He said, they that turn many to righteousness. They that turn many to righteousness. They are the ones that they will be as stars. Not for a season, but forever and ever. I pray for you once again. Your star shall rise in the name of Jesus. Remember, there is the coin in the mouth of every fish that you catch. There is a coin in the mouth of every fish. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. As you are reaching out, God knows what you need and what he does is to connect you to the agenda that he has for your life. You will not miss it in the name of Jesus. Very quickly in this service, what does kingdom service pay? What does it cover? Our pay package. When you go to a place you want to get employed, the thing you want to ask is, what does my pay package, what does it cover? What is inside it? When you advance the kingdom of God, what do you have or what should you be expecting to show for your engagement? 
And last Sunday, we looked at a few of them. And today, we'll continue looking at a few things that this pay package covers. And remember, we are looking at serving God at the interest of his kingdom pays the unmatchable. What it covers is unmatchable. Number one, our pay package when we serve God, it secures the future. Serving God secures your future. Serving God secures your future. If there is anything that people are unsure of or are afraid of today, is the future. Especially coming or going through a season of a pandemic like this and things gradually, you know, opening up. The future, many are not sure of it. But not for those who believe in God and are serving God in truth and in spirit. When you serve God, your future is secured. You know, in that Exodus 23 and verse 25 and 26 we read earlier, he said, you will serve the Lord your God. He will bless your bread and water. He will take away sickness from the midst of thee. There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren. But the numbers of thy days I will fulfill. I will, I, you can be sure, I will make sure that nothing reduces in your lifespan. Serving God secures the future. We were told earlier during the offering in Psalm 22 and verse 30 that a seed shall serve him and it shall be accounted to the Lord for a generation. I love this scripture. Psalm 22 and verse 30 that it is possible for you to serve God and your future generation will still be reaping from the reward of your service. That is what makes serving God unmatchable. No matter who is not happy with you, when you serve God, your future is secure. He said, and the Lord heard what they were saying, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and thought upon his name. Maybe you are saying, what have we gained serving God? If you read the preceding verses, it says, you know, what, what is it? Even those who are not serving God seems to be doing well. What do I have to show to serve God? It is in vain to serve God. And what profit is it that we kept this ordinance? We are praying kingdom advancement prayer. We are reaching out. It's in vain. He said, God had it, verse 16. And then he opened a book of remembrance. People of God, there is a book of remembrance when it comes to God. And then he said in verse 18, I will distinguish between those who serve me and those who serve me not. There is the future that is secure when you are engaged in advancing the kingdom of God. You remember the story in the book of Esther when Mordecai did that which was good but seems to have been forgotten. And then Haman was planning to put him on the gallows. And then on a particular night, the king could not sleep. I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. Every of your deeds in the kingdom, every good thing you have done to advance the kingdom, God will open the book of remembrance for you this week. This week, God will open the book of remembrance for you. At the point when Mordecai needed to be remembered, the king could not sleep. And then he said, bring me the book of remembrance. And they opened the book of remembrance and they found out what Mordecai did to inform the king of those who wanted to kill him at some point. And then he said, what was done to him? He said, nothing was done. And the same man who was plotting his downfall was the same man who was sent to honor him. I pray for you under the sound of my voice. Every conspiracy of hell over your life shall be silenced. In the name of Jesus, everything that is being done in the secret, God will expose them. Every evil, God will expose them. In the name of Jesus, it is good and it pays to serve God. It may look as if you have nothing to show now. Keep at it. The future is secured. Shout hallelujah. Number two, what does kingdom service pay package cover? It secures peace that passes all knowledge. When you are engaged in serving God and the interests of his kingdom, 
It secures peace that passes all knowledge. Peace like a river. God is the one that gives peace. He said, when he giveth peace, Job chapter 34 and verse 29, he said, when he giveth quietness, who can make trouble? God is the only one that can give all and peace that passes knowledge. So when you serve him, one of the things you must have to show is peace, peace, peace. And the Bible speaking in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 14, he said, I will fight for you and you will hold your peace. As you are sowing seeds of peace by reaching out to souls. Can I tell you, the gospel we are preaching is a gospel of peace. That's why anybody you speak to about Christ and they say, shut up your mouth, I'm not interested, you go to the next person. There's no fight. <laughs> there's no fight. No, there's no fight. Don't argue with anybody when it comes to reaching out to the Lord. You go to somebody and they say, shut up your mouth. You are jobless. <laughs> I remember, you know, one of those days we went out and someone said, you are jobless. Coming in the morning, reaching out to so thank you very much. You go to the next person. It's a gospel of peace. Luke chapter 10 and verse 5. He said, wheresoever you enter, say peace to this house. And then the peace, verse 6, that is upon the house will return on you. So peace is a gospel of peace. It's a gospel of peace. It's a gospel of peace. Don't fight with anybody. You speak to somebody, they don't accept the gospel, go to the next person. Shout hallelujah. Romans chapter 10 and verse 15. The Bible says, how shall they preach except they be sent? He said, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace. So the gospel you are preaching is what? The gospel of peace. And when you sow seed of peace into the life of others, you are bound to reap peace in return. Galatians 6 and verse 7 to 9. We become new. He said the reason why God has called us is so as to commit to us the word of reconciliation. And as you are reaching out to souls, praying for the advancement of the kingdom and reconciling the world back to God, you can be sure that God will secure your health and vitality. And verse 21 of that, 2 Corinthians 5 tells us we are ambassadors of Christ and that also for him he has been made sin. He who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. And then Proverbs chapter 13 verse 17 makes it clear that a faithful ambassador, as we are reaching out to the Lord, he said in the letter part there, a faithful ambassador enjoys healthy living, is health. So as you are faithful in committing to advancing the kingdom of God, God secures your health. You will serve and he will bless your, he will take away sickness. Anyone under the sound of my voice right now that is plagued with any kind of sickness, Place your hand there right now. On, on Wednesday, as we're rounding up, the Holy Spirit spoke through me and he said, somebody who was watching had a tightness of head and the person was loose. And as soon as we finished, one of us called me and said, Pastor, that was me. And he was healed instant. She was healed instant. I pray in the name of Jesus right now. Place your right hand wherever you may be hurting. I decree in the name that is above every name. Every word of sickness. Every pressure around you. Around your life. Around your health. Whatever it is that is causing this ease. That is causing discomfort. I decree your healing now in the name of Jesus. I decree that by the power of the sent word, he said he sent his word and he healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Somebody who is listening to me right now, the enemy has been playing with your mind. You have been thinking of committing suicide. You have been thinking of all manner of negative things. You have been thinking of hurting somebody. I decree that oppressor be lifted now in the name of Jesus. You are free in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 
So when you are committed to advancing the kingdom, it secures your health and vitality. And lastly, number four, very quickly, also it secures supernatural breakthrough. When you are engaging in advancing God's kingdom, you enjoy supernatural breakthrough. Breakthrough unlimited. You remember how Peter lent Jesus his boat to use in ministry in Luke chapter 5 and verse 6. This is after they have toyed all night, they caught nothing. And the Bible says when they had this done, when he told them to cast the net to the right side, they enclosed great multitude of fishes until their net break. I pray for somebody today. Every labor that you have put in in the past without something to show, I decree God will convert it to supernatural breakthrough for you. In the name of Jesus, in this midst of the year, the kind of breakthrough that you have never handled before, you will handle it now in the name of Jesus. I say you will handle it now in the name of Jesus. The kind of testimony that makes people share secret tears. I pray tears of joy. God of heaven will deliver it to you in the name of Jesus. Tears of joy that say, see what the Lord has done. Hey, there are certain testimonies that people share. But listen, there are testimonies that share you. Somebody who has been believing God for the fruit of the womb after lockdown and people now see your tummy protruding and seeing you the way you are moving. The testimony is sharing you already. You don't need to share. Nobody needs to ask, are you pregnant? They can see. The testimony that cannot be denied, God will deliver to you in the name of Jesus. So when we engage in serving God and the interests of his kingdom, God delivers supernatural breakthrough. Habakkuk chapter 3 and verse 17. He said, even though the fig tree shall not bosom. Remember, the book of Habakkuk chapter verse 2 is where we began from. And then verse 6, when he said, everlasting mountain shall be scattered. And then verse 17. Talking, still talking about what happens in the midst of the year in a revival season. He said, even though the fig tree will not blossom, neither shall there be fruit in the vine, the labor of the holy shall fail, the field shall eat no meat, and the flock shall be cut off. He said, yet will I rejoice in the Lord. Can I encourage somebody? In this midst of the year, let nothing steal your joy. Don't allow anything to steal your joy. He said, even though what I'm expecting, maybe due to the lockdown, they've told you that you, they, your, your service sold it, paid all our debt, and our financial fortune was turned around. Many of us will remember that testimony in the wonder double season like this, in the midst of the year season like this. I pray for you, the kind of breakthrough you have never handled before. God in this midst of the year will deliver it to you in the name of Jesus. Remember, there is a coin in the mouth of every fish. So as you are going out to reach out to souls, I'd like you to be expectant for breakthrough. That Lord, as I'm breaking forth, breaking down the kingdom of darkness, let there be breakthrough in my life. Advance the course of my life. And that shall be your experience in the name of Jesus. But very quickly, as we move on in this service, I want us to also take note that it is not all service that God rewards. Did you hear what I said? It is not all service that God rewards. Oh, it is not all service. There are people who are serving. It looks as if they are serving. But why is it that they can't get reward? You know, the Bible speaking in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 28. Hebrews 12 and verse 28. It says, seeing that we have received a kingdom that cannot be moved, let us have grace. Whereby we may serve God acceptably with godly reward. Until it is accepted, it cannot be rewarded. Until your service is accepted, it cannot be rewarded. What are the things that must be in place for your service and my service to be accepted so that it can qualify for reward? We look at a few of these and then we move into the ministration of settlement. Number one, for our service to qualify for reward, we must serve God cheerfully. We must serve God how? Cheerfully, with joy. With joy, with joy, excited. Doing it with zeal, with joy in your heart. Nobody finds you with a sorrowful heart 
You are doing it with joy. <laughs> I've shared this uh, in some of our workers' meeting platform. Some times ago, we had a sister who joined the sanctuary keeping unit of the church, and it was trouble. Every time there's trouble. As soon as service finishes, she will hoover the people's leg with the, with, with, with the ground. Uh, it is trouble was too much. Uh, we had to tell, please do and join another unit. There are people who serve God, but it is with, with all manner of issues. When your service is not born out of a heart of joy, it cannot qualify for reward. Do it with joy. Do it with joy. You are doing it. You are, you are whistling. You are excited. Somebody, you go on the harvest feed and somebody says all manner of things to you. Be excited. The Bible says, the 70 returned with joy. Luke chapter 10 and verse 17. The 70 returned with joy. Is it all of them that were accepted? No. Many were persecuted. But they return with joy that even the devils are subject to us through thy name. Until your service is done out of a cheerful heart and a cheerful spirit, you cannot qualify for reward. Do it excitedly. Don't say, well, they have come again. Every year, there's always wonder something. <laughs> Do it with joy. Do it with joy. Remember, God will never force any man to do anything. He wants you to do it out of a heart of joy. One of his scripture that I've, I saw some years ago and made me understand that it is possible for somebody to be serving God and not get any reward. In Deuteronomy 28 and verse 47, look at this scripture closely. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 47. He said, because thou served the, not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. It is not that they are not serving, but they are not serving with joy. What will happen? He said, therefore, they will serve their enemies. That will not be you. He said, they will serve the enemy in hunger, in thirst, in nakedness, and in want of all things until the enemy put a yoke of iron on their neck and destroyed them. That is the danger of serving, but not serving with joy. They are serving, but they are not doing it with joyfulness. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 48 there. They are serving, but they are not doing it with joy. I pray that your own service shall be acceptable in the name of Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 7. There are people who give their offering, but you look at their face, it's like their, their eyes is following the basket, offering basket around. Because it's not coming out of a heart of Domasav God. How? Willingly. Do it out of a willing heart. First Corinthians 9 and verse 17. He said, if I do this thing willingly, First Corinthians 9, 17. He said, then I have a reward. But if against my will, then I am just marking time. A dispensation of the gospel. Even though I will still do it, but then it becomes a body. I'm not doing it willingly. I'm not doing it willingly. There are people who are serving, but they are not doing it willingly. And because of that, is not rewarded by God. 2 Corinthians 8 and verse 12, he said God is first looking for a willing heart or a willing mind. If there be first a willing mind, then it is acceptable according to that which a man has, not according to what he has not. So willingness of heart is crucial if our service must be rewarded. He says in Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, if they be willing and obedient, they will eat the good of the land. Willingness and obedience. Remember our, our scripture for the month, Job 36 and verse 31. If they obey and serve. So how will they serve? Willing and obedient. Obey and serve. Willing and obedient. Obey and serve. Job 36 and verse 11. If they obey and serve me willingly. If you put those two scriptures together, they will spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. I pray for you. The pleasure of God that makes life on a joyful ride, that pleasure will visit you in the name of Jesus. You will not labor in vain. You shall not labor in vain. I say you shall not labor in vain. 
You will eat the fruit of your labor in the name of Jesus. Number three, what makes my service rewarded? Your service must be love motivated. It must be rooted and planted in love. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 verse 3, he said, even if I have all the faith that I can remove mountain, and I give my body even to be burnt, and I have no charity or love, it profited me nothing. Whatever you do that is not motivated by love will not be rewarded by God. Why are you doing what you are doing? Is it love motivated? If it's not motivated by love, then there is no reward. Talking about David, 2 Chronicles 29 and verse 3, we're told how David, for the affection that he had for God and his kingdom, he said, I have of my own, of my proper good, 2 Chronicles 29 verse 3, of my proper good, I have given, First Chronicles, sorry, First Chronicles chapter 29 and verse 3, for the affection that I have to the house of the Lord thy God, my God, I have of my own proper good, I have given gold of my affection, the word affection there is love for God. Why are you doing what you are doing? Yes, we know the reward will come, but what is moving you? God's servant, my father in the faith, Bishop Oedipo has always said, you do not know what I'm doing or what is motivating me until you know my heartbeat for God. You can read all my books, but you will never find out my secret until you know my heartbeat for God. Why was David in scripture chosen? It was because of his unusual, it was that love that drove him to go and fight Goliath. What, with your, what will your love for God drive you to do? He said the love of God constrains us. It, it, it forces us to do certain things. So God is saying to us, the kind of stewardship and service that is rewarded is the one that is born out of a heart of love. Receive fresh baptism with the spirit of love. This love is a function of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 5. He said, God has shed his love abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So the Holy Spirit is the one that steers up the love of God in our heart in order to serve God. Very quickly in this service, what is in God's covenant of settlement? What is inside this covenant of settlement as we proceed in this service? I know after today's service, no more unrest in your family. Every family tension is over today. In the name of Jesus. What is settlement? Settlement means rest. It means stability. It means strength. It means all around rest all around the rest. What is settlement? It means a state of no evil occurrence. There are people one evil after the other. First Kings chapter 5 and verse 4. First Kings chapter 5 and verse 4. It is possible to get to a state where God gives you rest and there is no evil occurrence. He said, but now the Lord might, no matter the evil that is going on in the world, because John 16 verse 33, he said, these words are spoken to you that in me you, are, you will have peace. He said, in the world there will be tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The kind of peace that only God gives, the kind of rest that only God gives, receive your person now in the name of Jesus. There are homes where they have never known peace. As they are fighting, the parents are fighting, the children are fighting, you know, siblings are fighting. Somebody met me recently and he said, and said, Pastor, the only thing I want is that there should be peace among my children. Fight, in fighting, in fighting, in fighting. And because of that, when there is no peace, there can't be progress. I pray for you, the peace of God. The rest from above, settlement on every side, God will release to you in the name of Jesus. You know, that was a situation that Israel was in. Second Chronicles chapter 15. And if you read from verse 4, the Bible says, For a long season, Israel was without a true God and without a teaching priest. We we'll back up to verse 3. For a long season, there are people for a long season, there has been trouble, trouble, trouble. And verse 4, he said, Then, when in their trouble they turned to the Lord God of Israel 
and he sought him and he was found of him. Verse 5. But before that time, he said there was no peace to him that went out or to him that came in, but there was great vexation upon all the inhabitants of the country. Verse 12. Then they entered into the covenant to serve the Lord God of their father. And they entered into the covenant with the whole of their heart. The word seek there means to serve. And with the whole of their soul. That anybody who will not serve God should be put to death. Verse 15. And he said, and God gave them rest. Verse 15. Round about. After today's service, there shall be rest round about for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Why settlement? Settlement is part of our redemptive right in God. Settlement is part of God's agenda for his people. To settle God's people after a time of suffering. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. He said, but the God of all grace. First Peter 5 and verse 10. Who has called you unto eternal glory in Christ Jesus. After you have suffered a while, we make you perfect. We establish you and we settle you. So God's design is ultimately to settle us. It's part of our redemptive right. After a time of suffering, the settlement must be the next. Genesis 26 and verse 22. Isaac was building all manner of wells. They were blocking it. But he now got to a one that is called Rehoboth. And he said, now God has made room for us. We will be fruitful. So that's why I said where there's no peace, there can't be progress. The reason why some people are not fruitful or making progress is because there is no settlement. What will happen after this settlement is you will just see fruitfulness on every side. Favor on every That's why next Sunday is covenant day of favor. So when settlement comes, favor, fruitfulness, progress on every side. In this service today, God will settle you in the name of Jesus Christ. But the question is, when are you due for settlement? When are you due for settlement? According to scripture, he said, when you have suffered a while. What does a while mean? A while can mean one hour. A while can mean within the hour. Revelations chapter 18 verse 10. The Bible speaking about the old city of Babylon. He said, in one hour, is thy judgment come. So you can enforce settlement. A why can mean one hour. That before this service is over, every issue of unrest is settled. What does a why mean? A why can mean overnight. Psalm 30 and verse 5. He said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Everything that has caused sorrow and weeping, I pray for you, your joy comes now in the name of Jesus. Before the end of this service, God of heaven has settled that situation in the name of Jesus. What does a why mean? A why can also mean maximum three days. Maximum. One hour, overnight, or maximum three days. We saw in Hosea chapter 6 and verse 3. He said after two days he will revive us. But in the third day, he will raise us up. And we will live in his sight. Back up to verse 2. In, he said, after two days, he will revive You must be born again. You must be what? Born again. You, if you are not born again, settlement is not yours. Settlement is for those who know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. You know, we read earlier in that 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21. He said that we might be made the righteousness of God. The one that knew no sin became sin for us so that we can become righteousness of God. But what does righteousness mean? What is the effect of righteousness? Isaiah 32 and verse 17. Isaiah 32 and verse 17. He said the works of righteousness shall be peace. And the effect of righteousness is quietness and assurance forever. So when you say somebody is saved, one of the things that you find in such a person's life is quietness, peace. One of the things you find out when you give your life to Christ is that you just enjoy peace. There is no anxiety like before because God is the one that gives peace. I pray for you, peace like a river shall be your portion in the name of Jesus. Number two, covenant requirement for your own settlement. 
Number two, you must be committed to building your faith. You must be committed to building your faith. How? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You must be committed to building your faith. You must be committed to building your faith. Very, very important. Hebrews chapter 4 and verses 9 to 11. It tells us that there are remained rest to the people of God or settlement for the people of God. But what will bring that settlement? Verse 10, he said, for he has entered into his rest and he has also ceased from his own work as God did from his. And he went on to say, let us therefore labor to enter into that rest so that any man, lest any man should fall after the same example of him. Unbelief brings unrest. When you are not, you know, stable, usually it's a function of unbelief. You know, it says in James chapter 1 and from verse 5, if anyone desires wisdom, let him ask of God that gives liberally, but let him ask in faith, verse 6. So faith is what brings rest. You still may not necessarily see things change physically, but you are at peace because you know. God is on the throne. He said, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. So unbelief brings unrest. When you do not believe in God, it results in unrest. Because he that wavers like the wave, wave of the sea that is driven here and there. He said, let not that man think he will receive anything from God. So you don't receive anything from God when you don't believe in him. So unbelief is what brings unrest. So be committed to building your faith and then it will grant you rest roundabout. Number three, covenant requirement for your rest, all around rest. You must demand for your settlement in prayer. Demand for your settlement in prayer. James chapter four, verse two. You have not because you ask not. So you can demand for your settlement on the altar of prayer, on the altar of prayer. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 2. I have had thee in the time of appointed, in the day of salvation, advice to call thee. Today is your day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. So what is that saying to us that when we desire rest and settlement of God from God, you can demand it now. Lord, let today be my day of rest. Let an end come to every struggle in my family. There are people, they are always indebted. No matter how much they earn, they are always indebted to the neck. So settlement can mean that God settles your death miraculously. I, I remember the testimony of a lady who was engaging, praying kingdom advancement prayer. She would wake up early in the morning, join covenant hour of prayer, and all of a sudden, the debt that she was told that she was owing, the people cancel wrote her and said, sorry, we made a mistake in calculation. We are now the one owing you. I pray every hold of indebtedness shall be miraculously settled in the name of Jesus. Everyone in scripture that needed settlement, God gave them their settlement on demand. There is what is called on-demand settlement. You remember 1 Chronicles chapter 4 and verse 10. Jabez called on the God of heaven. He said, I'm tired of this sorrow. Oh, that thou wouldest bless me. 1 Chronicles chapter 4 verse 10. And you enlarge my ghost. Let your hand be with me. Deliver me from evil that he may not grieve me. And God granted him his heart desire. Whatever is causing sorrow in your life, in your family, today marks the end in the name of Jesus. Number four, you can also enter into a covenant to serve God and the interests of his kingdom. And then you get rest on every side. Every 1 a.m., this child will cry out. And the child was growing lean. And then somebody said, do you give this child communion? He said, me too. I don't communion in church. I don't take it because I don't believe in it and gave this child communion and excreted, the child excreted human hair. And that was the end of that plague. I pray for, I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. As you partake of the communion today, whatever is causing unrest in your system, they shall be flushed out in the name of Jesus. They shall be flushed out in the name of Jesus. So by engaging divine mystery, especially the mystery of the communion that we have before us today, you can bring an end 
to that unrest in your life. And what is in the communion? The communion empowers us to serve willingly like Christ. John chapter 10 and verse 18, Jesus said, I have power to lay down and I have power to take it back. So Jesus laid down his life willingly. John chapter 10 and verse 18. Number two, what is in the communion? What should you expect? It, empower, it will empower you to serve with passion like Christ. Jesus went into the temple, Matthew 21 verse 13, and he said, my house is a house of prayer. Beat them, everyone buying and selling. And they noticed and they said, it's the zeal of the house of God that has consumed them. Number three, what should you expect from the communion? You, it will empower you to be a tireless witness like Christ. Jesus had only one goal. John chapter 18 and verse 37. He said to this end, to this particular end, when Pilate was asking him, you know, he said, are you the king? Or, uh, you know, is there any other? He said, Jesus answered and said, to this end was I born. And for this cause came I to the world, that I bear witness unto the truth. And everyone that is of the truth will hear my voice. I came for this singular purpose, to bear witness. So after the order of Christ, as you partake of this table, he said, when you eat of his body and his blood, he said, you will begin to live like him. You will receive passion to be an effective witness. What else? The communion helps you also to serve faithfully like Christ. Faithfully till the end. The communion will also help you to serve with strength and vigor. Never tired. Never weary. To serve with strength and vigor like we saw in Christ. John chapter 4 and verse 34. Also, the communion, what should you expect? It will impart you with divine wisdom from above. Mark chapter 6 and verse 2, they marveled when they saw his wisdom, unusual wisdom at work in the life of Christ. They were astonished. They said, what wisdom is this that is given to him? And lastly, the communion, like he did for Christ, will empower you to finish the race of life strong. He said, in Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 2, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before? He endured the cross. He despised the shame. Now he's set at the right hand of the throne of God. Rise up on your feet with me. Lift up your voice to heaven and begin to appreciate God for his word that has come your way today. Give him praise. Give him all the glory. Appreciate him. Celebrate him. Because this is your moment. This is your time. By this communion that you are partaking of and by the word you have received, all unrest shall be laid to rest in the name of Jesus. All unsettlement shall be your portion. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Can I hear your believing? Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you have been inspired to take steps towards a closer walk with God and towards the fulfillment of God's plan and purpose for your life. We would like to hear from you through our various social media handles on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at WCIB UK. You can also watch our past and latest videos on YouTube by searching for Winners Chapel Birmingham UK. Till next time, remember, Jesus is love.